0: Thank Welcome to another episode of Ice Time with your host Matt Pescazzi and John Horton. Excited for another episode again. Uh, Before we get started, just appreciate all the love and support we've been getting from everybody. Keep it up. Uh, We're definitely excited to keep it rolling, so keeping it going. Uh, Check us out on our Twitter at IceTime9899. Uh, And if you do want to email us, we do have a Gmail. So uh, that is also Ice Time 9899 at gmail.com. You know, make sure to show us love on Twitter. Shoot us an email if you want. But yeah, excited to get rocking on this one.
1: Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> we probably should have uh, always announced our scheduling, <laughs> so that way you're not in the in the dark. But we, we aim to have these out uh, every Tuesday at nine thirty a.m. Uh, for the off season. It's usually just one episode a week, and then during the regular season, we're gonna we're gonna aim for two, probably like a Monday and Friday. Uh, that Monday will probably always be concrete, and the second one might be like a floating uh, a floating day for uploading.
0: Yeah, and we'll definitely keep everybody posted um we were literally like racking our like how did we forget to mention that <laughs> on all of our previous episodes so far but here we are well that will make it work you know keep you guys updated for sure especially when we start doing more episodes but uh excited for this one uh shoot it over to you john let's yeah. get started
1: so for the topic of this one we're gonna discuss um the current marketing of the nhl how to make the nhl bigger how to grow the game you know I, i'm sure it'll probably never be on the level of in the NFL, but it could maybe be on the level of the NBA. I think. I mean, they were
0: That's a fair point. They were pretty close for a while, actually.
1: Yeah, they were close for a while. So, um, so we'll start this off by talking about none other than Gary Bettman himself, the NHL commissioner, currently 71 years old, serving since 1993. Um, right after the last Canadian team, the Montreal Canadiens, won the Stanley Cup. There has not been a Canadian team that has won since then, which is part of the controversy. Um, and but uh, before he was a uh, Before he was the commissioner of the NHL, he was a senior vice president and general counsel to the NBA, and he actually helped... I didn't know that. uh, Yeah, and he actually helped pioneer the soft cap for them. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, love or hate him, you know, it's a mixed bag, but he definitely knows what he's doing. He's got the the tenure and the education. Um, In his time as the commissioner of the NHL, he has added eight new teams, uh, bringing it to a total of 32 teams. Yeah. and when he joined, he was tasked with expanding in the North American uh, and also southern regions of America, which is part of the controversy with a lot of um, Canadian teams, um, for him expanding in non-traditional hockey markets rather than Canadian markets. But you, know, you saw the, um, the Quebec City team didn't really work out. so Yeah, they ended up in Colorado, so exactly. came right back to yeah. the U.S. So, and you know, just as much success as he had as adding teams, he's also had issues um, maintaining some of the southern teams, like the Atlanta Thrashers, which I know became the um, Cal- Calgary Flames. Mm-hmm. That, that was a successful move to Canada. Um, I know the San Jose Sharks, I keep forgetting, but they were used to they were like the, the Seals. Something Seals before yeah. that. I can um, picture the weird ass logo. But. It was weird. Terrible logo. Ugh. And the uh, soon, most likely, Arizona Coyotes might relocate i think they should i know he wants to make it work Mm. i know there is a a good sports market in arizona but honestly for hockey i think there's just there's better markets out there true and i mean like
0: even if they do end up keeping the arizona team you know cool great I, i i really think that the majority of nhl fans could kind of it's not a big deal right if it stays in arizona if it moves they just want to keep a team in the league but i do think that they're also thinking about expanding um to other places i know i think they threw out kansas city Mm -hmm. houston was a possibility going back to quebec city was a possibility as well um there's probably a couple other cities i'm blanking on but we'll see i mean it is exciting to like get these new teams in the league um i I mean there's like a couple issues that maybe they should think about resolving first maybe to try and Mm -hmm. get the sport a little more popular get more viewership things like that it's like if we're adding all these teams okay that's great we're like hitting new markets but what about the markets that already exist you know they're especially with viewership down and you know all sorts of stuff you know we'll get into this episode so it's really interesting but um you know he has done a lot for the league
1: yeah he has i mean with the expansion of the uh the southern market teams you know they have seen an increase in youth hockey and um you know just bringing you know hockey in general the idea of hockey and the sport of hockey to those areas that it wasn't before which is nice but on a large scale, financially it hasn't really been all that great. Um, I know the Vegas Golden Knights has been they have been a success, of course. Not not even with just winning the Stanley Cup, that definitely helped. Oh yeah. But, you know, before that, uh they you know, they were definitely um making a good amount of money. Um uh for Bettman in in terms of focusing on T V right deals, um, which we're gonna get into in depth, um, you know, he's mostly he's mostly gone for deals that have given the league a nice amount of money. In the initial deal over the time frame, but it, it really limits and uh, hurts exposure for the game, and also causes um, <laughs> none other than blackouts.
0: Yeah, which is just you see this and hear this from hockey fans all over the country and probably all over the world as well. But it is so difficult to watch hockey if you don't live by the team that you want to watch. Like literally, and I understand that like the local networks, okay, they have to you know they have the access to these games, right? But they Get all these games, right? They get this big contract with ESPN, Disney. So there's, you know, games on ESPN Plus. There's also games on TNT. There's some games on ABC. uh, I think it's ABC. I don't know if I think they still have games on NBC, but I'm not sure because that was like the deal they had before the ESPN deal. So honestly, I can't remember off the top of my head. But like you have all these, and then also NHL Network gets games as well. So if like if you think about that, if you want to watch every game in a full season you basically have to have, what, what is that, like three streaming services <laughs> and cable yeah. just to be able to watch, you know, every game that your team plays, mm-hmm. which is, like, nuts. And, like, so many fans are, are out there, say, like, complaining about this, and it's like, what do they, like, what do they do? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, how do we, we kind of get around this? And it's like, I don't know. Because if, like, MSG is doing, uh, kind of like a perfect example, they're um, starting their own, like, streaming service kind of thing so that people that don't have cable can you know still watch MSG games and products and things like that? But it's, I think it's something like you got like hundreds of dollars or something like something crazy. I can't remember off the top of my head, but like they're making it so difficult and also like making people like forcing people to pay all this money just to watch the games. And it's like, how, how do you expect the game to grow? How do you expect the casual fan to get yeah. into this when it when yeah. the diehard fans are having trouble watching?
1: Yeah, you can't expect casual fans to uh watch the game when they have to open up their wallet. That's not really something. the... Something entertaining. Yeah, with, like with coworkers I've had who you know, like I talk about hockey so much they're like, Yeah, I'd like to watch hockey more but I just I can't And they're like, How can I watch it? And then I feel I feel crazy like explaining like all these like weird methods like oh you gotta sign no, to literally. this and then use this and that. Uh and then oh, did you get all that? And they're like at that point they're like, like why would I put in the work to yeah. to watch the sport? It's like too much. It is. Now obviously these people on the board, including Batman, you know, they're not as much as we like to make fun of them, they're not dumb. So I feel like they, there's some level of, of this conversation happening. And I know for the uh, 2022-23 season that just ended, um, ABC and ESPN combined showed 50 NHL games. So again, that's two networks though, but you know they showed more, um, which was 22 games more than last year, averaging a total of 629,000 viewers, which was a 6% increase. And ABC alone averaged around 1 million viewers, up 19% from last year. So you know, um, I think the thing that, like, our first episode, we talked about the down viewership in mm-hmm. the finals. I think the thing that hurt that was it was just like it was the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights, too. Vegas' hockey market's a little bigger, but Florida's hockey market, but unless yeah. it's the Tampa Bay Lightning, it's. it's
0: and, like, some smaller. of the scheduling is wacky, too, which is, like, also another issue that you know, we'll yeah. kind of go into here. But, yeah, and that's interesting. I actually didn't, I wouldn't have thought there was increased viewership on those. That's networks, what works. Me, too. That's kind me of surprising. Too. So that was a good sign, but still those numbers are low compared to
1: competition. Especially
0: what they would expect making that big deal with ESPN and Disney. Like, do is is this really what Wig took all this money for, for a 6% increase or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, I think they probably are expecting a little bit more.
1: Especially now when, like you see in the past, um, early 2000s, there was like a scoring drought because there wasn't as many skilled players. Mm. And it was like, what, like average one goal a game? Now it's like six. Yeah. (laughs) And you have all these insane skills, you know, to Chuck Brothers, Matthews, uh, McDavid, Crosby still in the game, Ovechkin, Kane, um, Panarin, uh,
0: McCarr, McKinnon. You know what's interesting about this? And I was doing, you know, in doing the research for this, um, a game that, like, was used as an example to kind of illustrate this point. Um, basically, the idea is that, you know, the casual fan is a lot more likely to watch a rivalry game. Typically, a rivalry game or like a local game between, you know, teams that are close teams that have established rivalries are typically uh, like 20 to 25% higher in viewership than a regular game, right? So, you look at a sport like the NFL or the NBA or MLB, and these games are marketed as like Aaron Judge versus Shohei Otani, mm-hmm. right? Or you're, you go to football and it's like Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts, like these star players, these players that you get to know, you get, you learn a little bit about their personality, they're marketed really well, right? And so people will tune into those games to watch those players play in the NHL. It's totally whacked because perfect. Like there was an example they used when the Oilers were in Pittsburgh and it's, you know, Sid, the kid and uh, McDavid, I almost forgot his name. Jesus, but (laughs) Sid, the kid and McDavid, right game didn't even sell out. And in the like marketing for that game, it's like, you wouldn't even know that they're playing each other. Exactly. And so it's, it's totally different than the other major sports, which is also hurting them because they don't really market the star players in the same way. You yeah. don't really get to know those players as much as you do in the other major leagues. And then you get these star matchups, and it's like, big whoop. I mean, I think ESPN did a better job of that than we've seen from, I guess, you know, past years. Cause I mean, I can remember from like the ESPN games we watched, you know, this season and the season before, that's kind of like they're always like, especially with the rain. I mean, we're watching all the Rangers games, it's like always like Ego or Ego or Ego or. Foxy, Panarin, like, they're trying to do that a little more, so I think that's getting better, but it's totally wacky. I mean, it's totally different than the other major sports, and it's just another reason that they're having trouble getting better numbers, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, this is weird.
1: Yeah, the marketing definitely, especially for stars, like you say, that definitely has to be better. I know part of it, the problem is, um, like, I know when, when Sid was younger, when, when Crosby was younger, it was easier because he was, like, more fiery, now he's more, like, a a retired gentleman I guess I mean he's still like the annoying guy on the sure. ice but and the other problem with McDavid is he has like zero personality <laughs> off the <laughs> ice on the ice of course it's incredible off the ice it's like oof um, I know that they, they made a really really cool commercial that I'm sure you saw a few times where it was like um, like in between breaks like periods it was like a commercial about like you know the new legends are here now and they showed like all these exciting plays and oh, yeah. like, all this cool stuff and that was a well done commercial but like how many people probably saw that
0: Just the people watching the game like that needs to get out more. No, you because you only see that type of stuff if you're watching hockey, exactly. Or if you, I mean, I'm sure ESPN. Well, I'm not even sure. I can't really say for sure. I would assume that if other games, like other sports games, are on on their network, and maybe like the next day that big hockey matchup is on, that maybe it would be in the commercials Mm -hmm. at some point, right? I mean, it would behoove them to do that. So I would assume so. But I can't remember seeing those commercials anywhere other than when I'm literally watching games. So it's like. Okay, I mean, I'm here. I'm already watching, yeah. and you're you're not really getting the message out to the right people. Like, if I'm already here and watching, yeah, do you, are you really concerned with me continuing watching? Like, when I feel like you should be more concerned getting other people yeah. to try and watch, right? Like,
1: because like during the regular season, when uh, after like a, a day of games go by, the NHL on Instagram puts up like a highlight reel mm. of like different games, and I would always show my coworkers that. And that, like, excited them because they are yeah. like, oh, cool. And then the, and then they turn their TV on, it's a blackout. No, literally. Or they can't watch it. And then they're like, meh, and they go back to something else. Mm. So, yeah, it, it, I just don't understand. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're not, these executives aren't dumb. So there's got to be something preventing them from really excelling mm. on to um, to the next level. And like we were talking about before we recorded was maybe... You know these net, these networks, uh, they argue like they have a little more leverage to argue because of the popularity issues of hockey. Whereas like if the NFL, NBA, or MLB tried to walk away from the table, they'd be like on their knees dragging them back in, like no, no, mm-hmm. no, don't leave. But whereas if the NHL did, they say ah, okay, like we True. can live without you,
0: which is a shame. And all those other sports are going to get the priority for the most part too. Exactly. So it's and all of those other sports have, um, oh my god, I can't think of the word. Uh, they play at the same time in different. Yeah. 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 So. That's like hurting them as well. But I think a huge thing that, you know, we we were even talking about this before, is the scheduling is just so funky. It's like... It's awful. Yeah. Year, there's like 10 games on a Tuesday night and the five that are in the Eastern Conference start at like 7. Yeah. And the other five that are the Western Conference start at like 9.30 or 10. And it's like, could you stagger it a little bit maybe? Well, like half know. an hour. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally do like a 6.30, a 7, and a 7.30 or do 7, thirty, eight 8 on mm-hmm. a Friday night or something like that, right? And then the Western Games even do like a, you know, a 9, 9, 30, 10. I mean, for us on the East, because that back West is the same thing, like a six thirty, you know, 6, 6, thing like that. And it's like, another thing that I notice is the weekend hockey is just, wait, why? Am, who's watching a Saturday 2 o'clock hockey game? Exactly, yeah. It's like, put it on Saturday night or throw it on like the middle of the afternoon Sunday or something, but like, mm-hmm. there's not, I, I mean, I don't know if you noticed this as so well or if I'm kind of alone in this, but I feel like there's not a ton of weekend games and when there are weekend games, they're not, like, where you would expect them to be. Yeah, You know, like, you know when you turn on the TV on Sunday when your football games are on, right? And obviously yeah. it's different than the NHL. But, you, like, wouldn't it be beneficial for them to establish something like that? Like, every Saturday, have a 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock hockey yeah, game or that's something, smart. right? That's smart. Like, yeah, smart, yeah.
1: Because you can't compete with Sunday. The NFL's got that locked down from yeah. now until probably the end of time. So, yeah, you, they should probably try and... Lockdown Saturday, like at like a six, like yeah, make it like a staple thing. Even market it that, like like oh six yeah, like o'clock, hockey I watch a, yeah hockey Saturday, yeah hockey Saturday. Actually, you know what I think tongue. about it?
0: They did do yeah, they do do like ESPN Hockey Saturday, yeah, but it's like but... two games, and the second game is over by dinner. And it's, like, <laughs> exactly. So it's like why I mean, like,
1: you're out doing stuff? No, literally. Time, yeah. And
0: the thing too, like they could do the Sunday games and stuff, and I'm sure that like you know because they have they've had Sunday games, um maybe you just wait until the hockey season's over and then. Or not hockey season's over, football season's over, yeah. and then they can establish Sunday at three or something like that, right? Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Like, something real. else just to kind of have more consistency, like bring more attention to it, you know what I mean? Yeah, like,
1: especially because, like, it's the start of the end of the season where the postseason's building up. People get excited for that. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they could, like, say, oh, now the football's good. like you have, you can even have that in the marketing. Like, not to throw a jab at the NFL, but you could just be like, Oh, you like, oh, you're upset, you're depressed that there's no football. Well, I'm watching hockey here. No, it's just like some goofy like that. something cool. Yeah. Cuz like, you know, MLB viewerships down because they say it's boring this and that. Hockey is so exhilarating and so mm. exciting. So you could draw people to that. Now, I know I I know here some people argue like, "Oh, it's hard to see the puck this and that." You know, like, all right. I mean, like that just once you get like a few games under you, it's you can you know kind of follow the puck yeah. easier. Yeah. Um, but uh, maybe they could like you know the NHL games. Maybe they could add like a little, <laughs> like a little black aura around the puck, so you know where it is without mm-hmm. making it look goofy, or just have the camera be at a, a different angle. I don't True. know, something like that. But because you know the physicality, the skill, you mm-hmm. know the uh just the a lot of cool teams. So there's there's really no excuse. Yeah, and like, <laughs> I like where
0: the league is right now too. I mean, we were just talking about this the scoring is crazy up the you know goaltending numbers are down mm-hmm. not, not down down but people are scoring you know a ton of goals making a ton of great plays a ton of fun stuff to watch but their viewership is down and it's like this is this is one of the most exciting times in the NHL in you know recent years and people aren't watching as much like it just it's mm-hmm. super weird and i feel like also the whole i mean we were talking about this and then i kind of mentioned a little bit with um you know McDavid and Crosby talking about that but right now there's a, you only play teams in your division I think it's like three times a year oh yeah that's a weird, yeah which is super that, yeah. super duper weird I so the good thing to look forward to though it does look like they're going to be changing that thank god so yeah thank I think god. um I saw some stuff online from like the winter and early spring that was saying that um they were also looking at expanding it to 84 game regular season just to give more room for games but they were looking to go back to more divisional games so you play in division six seven eight times or something like that right good before
1: it was like three yeah it just doesn't make sense it's like oh yeah sorry you're going no no you're good i mean yeah
0: yeah i was gonna say like before you mentioned
1: this um prior to this i was always i was just kind of confused why the last season or two like the fiery like rivalries kind of like died down yeah i just felt like uh you know like rangers playing the islanders i feel like there should be more to this we're playing the devils and like subconsciously i just didn't even notice it's because they didn't play him as much yeah That's the problem. And the scheduling
0: too, like we were just talking about this, uh, at least this year, the Rangers didn't play the Penguins until, I think it was like February or March or something like that. And then we played them all three times over the span of like, I think it was like a week and a half. Yeah, I remember. We played them twice and then I think we had another game and then we played them after that. So it's like...
1: And at that point, I'm like not excited. I'm like, all right, we're going to play them again for the fourth time in a week. It's like, this isn't baseball.
0: Yeah. And (laughs) why are we going that long? without playing a team that we beat in the playoffs in an overtime in game seven yeah. the season before and that we have been historic rivals with and had you know all sorts of playoff series against them all sorts of great games against them why aren't we playing them until the middle or end of the season right, right? and, and then
1: the infamous Henry Lundqvist squirting water on Sidney Crosby getting a $5,000 <laughs> fine back in the day like that's what you need that's yeah. what, that gets headlines yeah which you don't have if you play them twice a year no
0: oh, literally so I'm glad I mean it looks like they're changing that back which should be really good, good. Because just the way it is now, like, I think I understand their thinking is, like, if we have all these teams playing each other, um, you know, playing a team that they would only play once every couple seasons, now you're playing them every year. It's, like, they're trying to increase the visibility, you know, create more of, like, yeah. a national yeah. scale. But the thing about hockey is that, like, you don't want to watch just teams just, like, skating around mindlessly. You Like, you want to see physical play. You want to see intensity. Yeah. And you're just, you don't get that from a Rangers-Coyotes game. No. or like a king's lightning or something like just random games like that where you're just having these teams go across the country more and more to like try and bring more visibility like yeah yeah, okay maybe you're bringing the game to more people but less people are going to want to watch it because it's not exciting so when you have rivalry games having so much more viewership and then you're like taking those games and Mm -hmm. making them less and less it's like what you're literally capping your your possible growth, right? Like it's yeah.
1: just and that would explain why I saw a lot of people bring it up in like other podcasts I listened to like last season. Like they would point out that there was games happening and like the stadium would be like most quiet. Like not a lot of cheering, not a lot of crazy stuff. Probably because they're playing a team that they historically don't play. You know, like yeah. if you're in Tampa and you're playing the coyotes, you're gonna be like, okay, cool. Yeah, like, it's just not as exciting. Yeah. But if you're playing like um like the Bruins or something, or the or the like, the Rangers or like it's more exciting that way because of the history, yeah, or the oh, yeah. history you build. So I do get their their attempt to try and expand it, but at the same time, it's also like you said, it's like cap and enthusiasm, yeah, you know, oh, for sure. Now, one thing they did do that, as ugly as they are, it actually has uh, helped helped the league well is like the sponsorships on the jerseys and like the yeah. Oh, yeah. electronic ads people make fun of all the time, but. um, I have here that uh, 13 of the 32 teams have signed deals for uh, sponsorship. And uh, the NHL team sponsorship revenue rose 21%, estimating $1.28 billion for uh, the 2022-23 season, which uh, outpaced the NFL, um, which is crazy. And now you see, like, Yankees are doing it, MLB teams are catching yeah. on because they saw how good of an idea it was. So, yeah, it's ugly. But, um, hey, I mean, if it brings more money, to mm. the teams, then they can do more things and and uh, you know give us more that we want. Um, and then like I know a lot of stuff right now. Like they complain about Batman with the cap. I mean cap. I like caps because it makes it more interesting. Like mm. my one gripe with baseball is there's no cap and it's just like you just you just buy the whole team. Like there's a, there's the um, luxury tax, but still yeah. It's and like, it's
0: literally up to the it's just the owner. It's like how much money they want to put in exactly. And that's why like. Dude, like, the Pirates, for example, like, have, you know, they, their budget, right, like, the money they're putting in their team is, like, so low when you compare it to, like, the Mets and the Yankees or yeah, something exactly. like that. It's just, like, how's that even fair, also? Because they're literally, like, handicapped right off the bat. Like, boom. And I know that, like, that could change, right? It's up to, like, the organization to put in what they want to get out or whatever. Right. But it just, it's not fair, right? Like, it's should not. you want it to be more of, like, a level playing field? Everyone right. has to go through the same kind of thing. And I know that even in the NHL, you know, there are teams that have more cap space than other teams because of the markets and everything like that. Yeah, and it makes sense. But it's not you're not talking about millions and millions of dollars, right? You're talking about, you know, in the grand scheme of things, a much smaller difference. Yeah. So it's like kind of crazy when you think about it. It,
1: it is that is true. And, you know, because the cap does make it it makes it so teams can't be powerhouses. Um, I know the recent issue people complain with the way it is now. Um, I don't know if a lot of people realize it's still the effects from the COVID seasons, the bubble season. Yeah. And, you know, going to give Bettman credit, you know, his uh, negotiations with the NHLPA that during those, um, you know, shortened seasons due to COVID and, of course, smaller revenues, the players still got their full um, salaries for that mm-hmm. year, which is that's very, very really good. Yeah. Really good. But, you know, now it, there's an escrow and the owners have to make up those losses. So until that gets paid off, which mm-hmm. is probably either this year or next year, that's why the cap is stuck and only going up by like a mil. At yeah, like, okay. Uh, uh, 81.5, and then eventually it'll go up to 83.5. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, as much as you want to throw Batman under whatever rock you can find that one, you got to give him credit for allowing the players to make the money they deserve.
0: Um, but now, you know, the owners also have to make money or else the team won't exist. So true. And that's probably why we're seeing a lot more of the advertising and the sponsorship deals and stuff because they're trying to make up that oh, money. Yeah. And also, like, just with inflation and just how expensive everything is getting, yeah. the cap needs to go up proportionally. It and, does. and also with the skill level, I mean, you're seeing a lot of players now that deserve to be getting paid more money. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: yeah like Matthews is projected to get 13 something, which yeah. is more than McDavid mm. and. I don't think he deserves more than McDavid. He definitely deserves no, top but I five, mean, just based on
0: but, kind of where the money is right, you know, where the economy and everything is yeah. now compared to when McDavid got that contract, it's like okay, I understand the case. But then you look at McDavid and you're like, well, he could be making like 15, yeah, you know, like something like that. So yeah, it's going to keep going up and up, and so the cap's got to go up to match that. And you know, we will see it go up, um, definitely. You know, like you're saying, once they once they kind of get rid of that escrow and everything like that, so that'd be a good thing to look forward yeah. to. Yeah.
1: That's just an annoyance thing right now, but I just I see a lot of people on Twitter and other stuff. I don't think they fully understand. Yeah, like why so it's why, why it's know. happening. They think like, oh, Batman's being cheap and he's keeping the teams from getting the money that they want. But no, that's not what it is. It's just he has no choice because at the end of the day, um, he has to answer to the owners and the NHLPA. So you know, and I feel like you can make the owners a little angrier before the NHLPA because if there's no players, there's just no games. Definitely. Whereas if the owners are a little angry, you know they're still making money, they're still
0: advertising their players. So true. And the negotiations with the, with the players' association, I mean, in any sports league, are always, or are typically, more likely to be difficult. Oh right? yeah. If you really, I oh, mean, yeah. that's why you have lockouts and stuff. So, yeah. You know, and then
1: like the three he's had in this. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I know. Uh, I know this is a hockey podcast, but like for reference, the uh, right now in the NFL, the, a lot of the running backs, including like Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs. They had a meeting today with um, their player association about how the running back position is getting paid pennies, which is a whole topic in and of itself. Yeah. But that's like a prime example that that's going to be a problem for the owners now in the league mm. because they could they could hold
0: out. But my thought is, if they hold out, they just get a, another running back. <laughs> that's true. Although, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've been hearing about the Saquon thing a lot because, like, in New York, all the little yeah. radio and everything like that. Yeah, it's... uh it's tough I mean especially it's, it gets a little different though in the NFL because of like the franchise tag and everything obviously different league that's but right. yeah that's, you see that happen where then it's scared it's like oh my god like what, what do we do like they have yeah. to come to a solution otherwise there's you know they're not playing the team's not playing the, the sports not running there's a right. lockout like there are so many bad things that can come from those negati- negotiations not working out so yeah. yeah
1: no that is what makes it tough um, so I think since we got a lot of that out of the way and that we can go into our ideas um, I know we're not experts, but <laughs> just some ideas, um, like I'll give a point point, you give a point and, uh, we'll just go from there. So my first point is, um, of course that we've just talked about is just try your best to remove, uh, the blackouts and get a televised deal that allows the league to make, you know, a nice amount of money over the span of the deal, but also maybe prioritize, um, viewership to be the highest it can be and uh, allow people to just watch the game so that way you can just you know they're at work and their coworkers are like, oh man, you watch hockey? You see that game last night? There's another game tonight. And then they go home and they say, oh well, okay, and they just flip on a channel that's there yeah. instead of coming home and then, oh, I don't get that channel. I'm not going to sign or up. for Right, I don't, the I don't have the streaming service. service. Yeah. Right, or I'm going to use an illegal stream. You know, <laughs> so that's my first point.
0: No, I definitely, I, I definitely hear that one. I think it's, t- I feel like it's really tough because of the local networks getting the priority for like getting those games. So it's like I don't really know how they would go about it, but I would also like to see like okay, the local network gets the game, right? Like, they have the rights to it. But then if you don't live locally, put it on a streaming service, right? Like, in that area, you know, you can only watch it on on your local service, right? But if you don't live there and you go to watch that game and you don't have that network, right? You can't watch the game. Put that, like, put it on a streaming service for everyone else, right? Like, have that deal where it's not so exclusive. Because I think the thing is, you know, ESPN, ABC, TNT, the local networks they want the exclusive rights right because yeah, then yeah. they get the game they know people are watching the game on their network they're making the money so i understand the point but from the league's perspective would it it would make more sense theoretically you know get you more viewers get more attention in the game if it wasn't so exclusive so yeah, i think that's a really good point um and my my first one kind of goes along with that um the scheduling i think really yeah. the scheduling is shot i mean we we talked about it a whole bunch but um yeah, and I saw you know that idea. I actually saw that idea online about like kind of staggering the start times. I think that would be also that would be really good. But also, I don't think there should be days during the season that there's not hockey, right? Like every day there should be hockey games. Which for the most part there probably is. I mean, there's obviously like days that are not going to have a game for yeah, whatever yeah. reasons, right? Other sports things like that. Like I understand, but when you have like 15 games on one night and then the next night you have one game, why? Like how is yeah? Why, you know, I understand that it's like hard working all these schedules out and stuff. So there's probably that, but it's like you know, you have all these people, you pay all these people all sorts of money to do this stuff, They should be able to figure out how to, a way to have these games better spread out so that people are more incentivized to watch them, right? Yeah, no, and exactly. that you have more like you have more games to watch. Like, if they all start at the same time, your cool. game hits first intermission, you're, you're sitting there slipping through, oh, this game's intermission, this game's intermission, oh, there's one minute yeah, left in yeah. this period, oh, intermission. That is
1: so true with the one minute in the period. No, literally, yeah, that, always yeah, happens. that always happens.
0: Oh, oh, right. But yeah, I mean, I, that's probably my first my first point. That so. is a
1: great point, too. I like that one. Um. Second point, and look i I think the culture of hockey and you know like the, the the terminology that's used and like the uh, the nicheness of it is cool, but there has to be some level of uh not gatekeeping the sport um and and this goes towards the fans also, you know, like hockey's for everybody, and if you want to grow the game, you can't be weird about it, you can't be like you know if someone's like, "Oh what's this sport about?" and oh, you don't know this or you don't know that or oh, you'll figure that term out eventually like I've heard a lot of older fans. Uh, like certain events, like talk like that, and I just think that's like that's just ridiculous because it it turns people off to the sport, and mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, there is a uniqueness about hockey that makes it special. But it could be unique and also known, yeah, <laughs> and true. Not Like like some hidden thing, hidden terminology, but yeah.
0: And what's interesting about that, um, if you kind of think about like youth wise, like when you're when you're growing up, or just in general, a lot of people, if you ask them to describe you know how a team runs their four check or something right like even if if they are a hockey fan right you ask them oh like what kind of four check are they running or you know what kind of defense do they play what kind of style of offense do they play people are like a deer in the headlights but yeah. if you ask them what a corner blitz is or if you ask them what you know like an inbounds play in basketball like you you ask them kind of like similar mm-hmm. deeper topics about other sports and right away they're like oh that's when this happens that's when this you know like I think when you're when you're going up there's more of that around so people are learning all those types of things and also like you said like people maybe are just those fans are just more eager to kind of like help people learn and get into the game maybe yeah but also i think a lot of fans just might not even understand some of those things yeah like that's also just watching because they want to see people hit and they want to see people skate and they want to see people score goals which is great you know a lot of the casual fans aren't going to understand some of that stuff but if you really want to get you know, those people into the game, and you really want to get people super into the game, that's kind of how. So yeah. I think it's really good that, like, more youth hockey stuff is starting up because that's a really good way for more people to kind of, like you were saying, like, understand the game, the terminology, and then be more into the sport as a whole, right? And yeah. they're going to be watching, and, you know, it's good for the league. It's good for everyone.
1: Yeah, that is true. And I did see what I liked um, a couple months ago, the uh, NHL... Official Instagram page that just put up like a post of like the different rules and like what markings on the ice are, and that's cool. But uh, that's the first time I've ever seen them do that. They should do that every year. Mm. Um, they should market it in a fun way, not like am like look like I was looking at it like a a chart for school or something. Um, but yeah, that, that is because like I, I had other coworkers and people I know who like one of them was <laughs> playing one of the NHL like 23 or 22, and he's like, yeah, it's fun, but like, what do I do? He's like what's the strategy? And I was like, hmm. oh, you got to, you know, adjust your four check or, you know, and, and, you know, at the same time I was like, there also sometimes like kind of isn't, you just get the puck and you put it in the zone. Yeah. Especially if it's a,
0: like a video you game. Know? Yeah.
1: yeah. It's kind of like soccer too. You just like, like obviously you want to like plan and attack, but if there's an opportunity to just go, just go for it. True. So yeah. Yeah. Um, my other point would be, and this one is tough just because you can't force people to be different, but, uh, advertise and promote better in terms of getting players out there with personalities and get them in the public, like kind of like the NBA did. Like I know the NBA has a bunch of funny, like goofy guys. Mm. And then it might have more like the serious non-personality McDavid's yeah. or serious personality like Matthews. But, you know, as annoying as like people like Zegris and, uh, you know, can be and stuff like that, um, you got to get them out there, Yeah, you know? You got to get someone with a personality, get them in the public, get them doing fun trivia things, get them interacting with people, um, you know, just getting headlines, getting uh, like, you know, like maybe somebody says something funny or goofy. Someone might laugh and say like, oh, what sport do they play? Oh, hockey. Oh, let me see like highlights of them. Oh, that's cool. And, you know, you know, it might be a, a domino yeah. effect. I don't know. No, I definitely yeah. I
0: think so. Cause like if you think about the casual fan, there's not really a lot for them to like latch to if they're trying to get into hockey. Yeah. Like, you know, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but like the NFL, there are people out there who are literally just going to watch a game because Patrick Mahomes is playing, because exactly. Josh Allen's playing, because you know, they're going to watch a basketball game because LeBron is playing or whatever it is, right? Like th- I feel like the other sports do just such a better job of like giving that to the fans, like giving them something to latch onto. And then that's bringing in those casual fans, right? And then just getting those casual fans is awesome. And at that point, like, that's kind of great for the game, everything like that. But even further, like, the more casual fans you get, the more likelihood of, like, really great, you know, like, super fans you're going to get in the league and then they're going to get their friends involved, right? Like, it's just really good for the game. And I feel like the NHL, like you said, like, they just don't do enough of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I know the tough part is, like, the best player in the league, McDavid, has little to know personality outside mm. the ice so it's tough you can't force him to be someone else because then it comes True. off as disingenuous, but yeah you know, like you said like it's just got to be a little more effort in terms of, True. of getting something out there no for sure um another one i put here is uh just because how bad the last one was last year oh my gosh make the nhl all-star event better and less mm-hmm. boring less dragging and also, maybe not in the middle of the season, because the problem is with the middle of the season is the players aren't going to try as hard because they don't want to get injured. True. You know, they don't want to they don't want to have a problem with it. If you have it, like, kind of like how the Pro Bowl is, like, they just have people who aren't in the playoffs, so they don't care. They're like, oh, the mm-hmm. season's over. Because, um, like, the last one, like, they had the right ideas. It, what was it, Florida? But it was just, it was just boring. True. You could tell the players didn't really care because they're thinking, you know, they have, uh, they have games coming up. You know, yeah. they want to put more effort into that, so.
0: I mean, I get. I guess I get, like, the break in the middle of the season. Like, the All-Star break, obviously, like, they want to give, you know, a week there where there yeah. aren't games or anything like that. But, yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. I think it's it would get tough because of just how the NHL, like, schedules all their stuff, though. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, would the season end and then, like, that, like, a couple days later before the playoffs start, they would do it or something like that? Because the playoffs start so soon. Yeah. It's like, I, yeah, I guess I don't really fair. know how they would that's work fair. it out. But... Generally speaking, I definitely like. They really got to improve the All Star stuff, like, yeah, because that's an opportunity like, for like random people just on TV, below oh, well, what's on, you know, ESPN or whatever's on. Oh my God, this All Star, you know, let me watch it. Let's yeah, see, exactly. like these guys are the most talented players in the league. Let's right. see what they can do, kind of thing. And like, I don't know, you just don't really see that from the All Star game. Like, it's not, it's not, not really this, fun to watch. No, like, it's
1: not. Like a couple of years ago, was because they would more skill. Like, was the most accurate shot. I mean, I know they still do like the the hardest slap shot and this mm-hmm. and that, which is cool. But you know, it's just tough. I think it's also just tough. Like they definitely still need that two-week two break in the middle of the season. Yeah. But, you know, because you had like like last season, McDavid declined to do the um, the speed the skate the season yeah. because he probably was like, I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. We're gonna play, even though he's one of, if not the fastest skater in the league. Yeah. You know, and he won it the year before, but he declined it because he was probably like, I don't want to get hurt. True. You now we're we're chasing the playoffs. Whereas if you have it at the end of the season, they're like,
0: Meh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's game. A good point. True, because like. They're, yeah, it really changes kind of like the landscape. Yeah, I mean, and you'll like you'll still get people that will like, oh, I don't want to do it for whatever reason, well, like yeah, here and there. Yeah. But you're, I feel like you're much less likely, like you're saying, like if you do do it, like at the end of the season, yeah. that's a pretty good one. I think the, I had like one other one. I'm trying to see. Yeah, yeah. And I don't really know how they would fix it. Like I don't know if this is necessarily like an idea, but this is something just I noticed and was just kind of thinking of now. The gap between the good teams and the bad teams in the NHL is like massive yeah that's true like it is just huge i think especially if you compare it to some other sports like it is just so baffling how you have these games where it's like the teams in the bottom league playing each other and who cares like literally who cares nobody's watching it nobody wants to watch it but then you put one of those teams against one of these really like one of the better teams and it's like they pretty much get steamrolled like there's not i feel like there's not i mean I can't say there's not comebacks because I think there were actually, like, a lot of, like, historic kind of comeback numbers recently because of, like, everyone scoring and how the goaltending hasn't been as good as it has been and the scoring has been up, right? Like, all this talent and everything like that. But it's just kind of, like, weird how big that gap is. And, I mean, I don't really know what you do to solve that, but you have a lot of teams that, like, tank for that reason because they're, like, you know, if they're a bad team, they really can't do much. The playoff format kind of sucks. so. They or what are you know what is the incentive for them at that point to like try and win 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 right like obviously you're playing a sport you always want to win the fans want to see you win your yeah, organization yeah. you win you make more money more people come to your games all that stuff but you see I feel like you see so many teams in the NHL like maybe not tank but like yeah that's kind of their you know you see that way more than other sports I don't know yeah I don't really know how you solve that but it's just an issue I that just is noticed. tough
1: I don't know really how you I mean it's just the GMs making bad calls or players not turning out what they should uh. I don't really know how you would solve that, honestly. Maybe just I feel like you'd have to like force players to stay on teams longer than they'd want to, but that already is kind of in place. Um uh, True. Maybe, it maybe, is like, uh, it's just kinda like there and it's yeah, like wow. Maybe I mean, maybe more requirements and, and uh uh yeah, maybe more requirements to be a GM <laughs> so they don't have such bad GMs hmm. out
0: there. I also think the playoffs thing too, like I did the way they have right now is just so whacked. Yeah, it's like just do Eastern, East and West, one through eight. Like, what is so wrong with that? I know Sidney Crosby voiced that, but honestly, they may like, and especially if they're if they're changing it to be like more divisional games, if they're thinking about doing, um, you know, eighty four as opposed to eighty two. Like, if they're already thinking about those types of changes, I wonder if that change is like in the back of their mind also. Yeah, honestly, which I would, I really really think would benefit the game. Should be something a little different. And it would like, it would incentivize those teams to try and do better, right? Yeah. Like it's theoretically it's just more opportunity because they're not like pigeonholed in their division, right? Yeah. I mean obviously like the wild card exists so you can always get the wild card, but like you look at the metro and it's like, "Oh my god." Like it is yeah. the, if you compare like the difficulty and, you know, the teams in the metro to like, I don't know, the Pacific or the Central or just like other divisions, it's like so much harder for teams in our division to make the playoffs theoretically than like the Central yeah, and so it's like okay, just do east west, and then everyone's on a level playing field. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Like, I would uh, agree.
1: I think that's a better
0: method. Yeah, and I mean, maybe that would help with like some of the tanking stuff too, because then teams have more opportunity. It's like they're not as uh, it's not as difficult for them to make it. Yeah. So maybe they try. You know, maybe it's a just a little more incentive to try and compete.
1: Or maybe you'd have to put in um the the league would have to maybe put in some blockage for because you know players don't tank, but organizations tank by selling off assets. So maybe to prevent the teams from just being eternally bad and tanking for draft picks, you could put in regulations where, like, you can't just offload X number of players in one season or you need to have, like, a real defined reason why you're getting rid of this guy and, Mm. you know, maybe something like that.
0: True. And, I mean, you know, it's, like, unfortunate because I... Stuff like that, it's, like, they're never... It'd be so hard for them to, like, implement stuff like that. Yeah. And it would, like, change the game so... Kind of just on on such a big scale. I don't... But... Probably for the better if you look at some of the stuff, right? It's yeah. like what could be, but probably will never be. Unfortunately, but, unfortunately, but yeah, no, I mean that's definitely a good point. Yeah,
1: I think my final point here, and it also has to do with Batman. Um would so be like one and two here. Is uh, I think you need to relocate the Coyotes, you know, out of Arizona and put them like right now. Strike with the irons hot, like find a market that's like really just itching to have a hockey team, where maybe a lot of people don't know a lot about hockey. And just like, boom, just place a team right there and just explode the scene. Kind of like Seattle just did recently. Uh, that's a great example of that. Instead of just trying to like endlessly make Arizona work over the last 20 years, mm. it's just bad ownership, you know, bad managers, just poor market. Nobody yeah. wants the team there because they suck. Unless they win the Stanley Cup next year. But <laughs> um, And then also, you know, Gary Bettman, from what we've gone through, you know, he he's a good commissioner. Hmm. But, you know, he's 71. He's been there for a while. I think maybe it's time for just, just a different face True. maybe, you know, see see if that spices anything. Hopefully it doesn't make it worse. Hmm. But I, I think I think those are my last two points.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really have any other points. I think I'll just touch on yours and then we can probably wrap up. But yeah. um honestly, I feel like either way, because they're thinking about, like, adding new teams and stuff, the Coyotes could stay or go. I think a lot of people won't really care. I do think, and I mean, I would prefer – and kind of I agree with you on this, that they would just move the Coyotes somewhere else as opposed to just adding teams and teams and teams. Because also, I like that in that landscape, if they do just move the Coyotes, we're not doing like an expansion draft or anything like that. You don't have to worry about that. And like that is exciting and it gets a lot of people into the game. And it was really successful with Vegas and Seattle in the recent years. You know, those have become pretty pretty good markets, especially like being Vegas has been really successful. Uh, Seattle had a good run in the playoffs. Like a lot of fans, people are really interested in it. So like I do understand the kind of like okay if we could keep them in Arizona and then add a team in like Houston or Kansas City or Quebec City wherever it's going to be like I understand that that allure but I do have to agree that I would rather if they just took the Coyotes and just put them somewhere else instead of just constantly adding teams like we just had the Kraken a couple years ago maybe we could wait a little bit
1: yeah we're at thirty how many more teams do you want yeah right like like...
0: and then you add one and it's like then I hate when it's like an odd number it's just so weird and it's like whatever conference that goes to that's just It's weird because theoretically that team, that conference then becomes, you know, it's less likely for you to make the playoffs. I know that it's not really that big of a difference until that team actually can perform and things like that. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it gets a little weird. Um, And I think on the Bedman thing, like I feel like he gets, he catches a lot of heat for a lot of stuff like deservedly. So he has done some good stuff too. Like you can't really point at him and be like, oh my God, he's destroyed the league or anything like that. Like the league has been successful. There's been a lot of great stuff. As well as some not as good stuff. Yeah. But I don't think it would hurt to get like a fresh face in there. Um. Obviously, it's it's one of those things like you don't know. Maybe it's one of those like you don't know what you have until you don't. Like it could not work out. And That's like the fear. But I mean, he is getting older. He's been commissioned for 30 years already. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I like another five years, another 10 years. Like I don't know how long he's really thinking. But maybe another five years and then we get another fresh face in there and just see what it does i don't know i mean it couldn't i feel like it could not work out but i'd be more inclined to think that like the league could use as just a fresh face just someone in there with just like enthusiasm maybe just a little more oomph, just more drive to kind of make those decisions and do things that you yeah. know will benefit yeah. the game in yeah. the league so yeah i had to agree with you on both those
1: yeah i like that that's true yeah well Maybe he'll listen to this episode and be like, you know what? I'm going to retire. <laughs> or, or I'm going to do all those things they <laughs> like That'd be amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I guess that's our takes on that. I'm sure they'll change over time. We'll see this time next year. If anything's different, probably not. But True. I don't know. We'll see. Um. But, yeah, so... Yeah, you know, definitely hit us up on the email if you uh, have any points to add or you hated absolutely hated one of our points and wanna yeah, right. lay into us. That'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean also add
0: us on Twitter. We are yep. pretty active on Twitter. Um John's been killing on the socials always. I'm still trying to even learn how to use Twitter. But, <laughs> um yeah, no, I think some really good stuff, another good episode. Um yep. I mean I don't I don't really have anything else here. I, no, that I think that
1: out. I think that's it. Uh say uh thanks for listening. Definitely uh tune in every Tuesday at nine thirty yeah, mornings. Yeah.